You're listening to Fight Stories. <laughs> Welcome to Fight Stories. I'm John Moses with Tyler Morris, and we're in New York getting fucking bangers. And we are excited. I mean, episodes, not necessarily tough guys. And, and nothing could be truer for, for today's episode. Oh, yeah. This is the fucking all-American yip pack right here. Eh? <laughs> Voted least intimidating cast. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at three guys who uh, probably started the majority of fights in their group, but uh, did the least heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. This one's, called, this, one, this one's called the Coat Holders. We're here with uh, Richie Redding, Alex Pavone, and Joe Alfano. Um, combine. I'd say the average weight of the three of these guys. What do you think? One hundred and thirty-two. About one eighty. No, I think one fifty. <laughs> yeah. Pavone has thick legs. Yeah, look can't at tell. Yeah. Three trunks, baby. Yeah. What are you clocking in at? I'm honestly one fifty-five. Okay. One fifty-five. Okay. Buck forty-eight here. Buck forty-eight. Okay. Squad dude, goals. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's nothing more depressing than when you see a hundred and forty pound dude on like that's boxing and makes it look good. Oh yeah. Like just, it's just yeah. fucking ripped, and then you realize he's up to the ref's elbow. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that's why. Well, that's the other thing. There are guys who are one hundred and forty five pounds who will fucking destroy me. Lomachenko, that fucking animal. Uh huh. Guy's a beast. One forty two or something. That yeah, guy. that's crazy. Walk around one seventy. Yeah. But I, but I still could pick him up and fucking throw him and throw him through a window like limp. I could pick up if he was ever sleeping on a couch. Yeah, he's in fucking trouble, dude. Is, Wrap him up is, in a blanket. Fuck him on the road. Is dwarf tossing legal in this fight? Just for listeners, if you want the the most fancy name for a very violent act, to throw somebody out of a window is to defenestrate them. Oh, oh okay. really? Yeah. That. Huh. That's a nice, Fancy that's term. A nice fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so if there's. When we, uh, you know what? I'm glad you said that because when this becomes a show, we'll have like, it'll be like blind date, like, bloop, bloop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, if somebody gets thrown through reenactment, they get thrown through a window. Well, it's I, like, I, I, I just, finish I just pitch, uh, picture old Tyler over here looking like a tugboat captain staring somebody down, like, keep talking, <laughs> fella. I'm going to defenestrate you, eh? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, eh? And then next thing he knows, Let he just. Demonstrate. <laughs> <laughs> and you're inside, you're inside, you're outside. <laughs> old, fa- old fashioned defenestration. <laughs> I know I was inside a second ago. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, for, a little you know blessing for the for, for someone such a like me, I haven't fought. I'm a, I'm a pretty big pussy. My dad, animal. I've seen the guy fight like four times in my life. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, Seeing your dad fight guy. is like a game changer. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen your dad fight? No, my dad was my dad was uh, six six, like wow. two sixty. It's a big man and a kindergarten teacher. He was always a very gentle man. He's a kindergarten really? teacher. Yeah, and, oh, I didn't know that. That's he actually said to me the other day when I was telling him about fight stories. Like he loves it. He goes. Well, how did this happen? I'm a pacifist. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, you fucking married mom. <laughs> She's a fucking lunatic. Your dad's Detective John Kimball, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah. Get down! Get down! He really <laughs> yeah, he is kindergarten he is. cop. That's I so did good. see him pin... So my dad raised a couple of other kids like as his own, stepkids, and I did see him pin one of their fathers against the... The wall. Uh, I was gonna say he knew that they were other people's kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like liar liar. Wasn't that big of a pacifist. <laughs> yeah. You know, that or that liar liar. What's the one where Jim Carrey's uh, raising like the black family? Oh, uh, me myself and I read. Yeah, me yeah. myself and I read. Right. 
Yeah, it wasn't that. So he he had a guy up against a wall by his throat. And the thing is, when you're that big, people just assume if you're big and angry, you probably can take care of yourself. But I don't think he's been in fucking four fights his whole life. I remember my dad uh, beat up this guy at the Nobleton Beer Tent <laughs> on on Victoria Day in Canada. The fireworks, and they have a big beer tent during the day. And it's always a good wham bam. And I'm working at the I'm working at the gas station though. I'm I'm working my high school job, and my buddies all show up. Dude, you should have fucking seen it. Timmy beat the fuck out of this guy. I'm like, what happened? I guess the guy was drunk, and he's stumbling through the through the beer tent. And my dad was out. Like he wasn't in the tent at the time, but my mom was was in there, and the guy burned my mom with a cigarette, like accidentally. <laughs> like comes across just drunk, stumbling along with a dart, and it just Dragged drags her across her neck, and oh. she's screaming, and then. My buddy Snake's dad was there, Murray. Snake! <laughs> and Murray's there, and he flips his wig, right? Sure enough, Timmy comes walking back to the beer tent, and he just grabs this guy and just fucking throws him right out of the beer tent, right on his face. And then the guy comes at him again, and just fucking launches him face first down to the ground, and then he wouldn't let the guy come back into the tent to get his, like, coat. You call that a like, defenestration. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He detentistried him. <laughs> Detentistration. Listen, if, for all you listeners at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my family, my, you know, I, I grew up in, uh, in Jersey and my whole family is tougher than I am. Like my, you know, my, my grandfather was 16 in World War II from inner city Baltimore. And then my dad grew up in the same neighborhood that they were in. And it was like the kind of neighborhood where like everybody knew who could beat who because like every kid every guy had to fight every guy in the neighborhood the white wire and yeah <laughs> and, and yeah exactly and they had uh there's this story it, it's kind of like a, a a family legend that my some kid had smacked my aunt so my dad went and took care of him and my dad was my dad was like my grandfather and, and dad are are both small you know they're they're short like i am but they're both a lot thicker you take after your mom. Yeah, got this. Got that dick from your mom. Uh, <laughs> and, and so my dad uh, beats up the kid, and everybody traveled like in back alleys in in Baltimore because everybody would hang out in their backyards, and uh, and the so the kid shows up with his dad and my aunt, and my dad are and my dad are in the backyard playing at that point. And the kid comes in with his dad, and the dad's like, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. And the dude starts tuning up my dad. He's like, he's shaking How him and shit. He's like 10. Okay. And out of nowhere, my grandfather comes over the top rope. He literally jumped <laughs> off the balcony and just drop kicked this dude. Oh, fuck. And he's, he's getting beat up by a grown man. Huh? The guy the guy was beating him up? or was it the, 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 the guy that was be- beating him up was the same age as my as my grandfather. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was just saying, that's a dad, like an adult beating up a child. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, So, but it turned into the ultimate bonding experience of, of my dad and my grandfather beating up a father and son dude. Well, like there. you can't really, <laughs> you can't get closer than that. That's the best. Oh, it's the best. Make sure you talk into the mic, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it's the best experience when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that's so fucking funny, dude. Uh, I don't. I wasn't around for this one. My mom and dad, my, they both separately told me this, but I think it was like the '80s before I was born. My mom's getting a, a haircut. Fucking barber, the hairdresser, dude, grabs your titty. My mom fucking snaps, goes home. Tells my dad, 
My dad drives right to the salon. I think the guy's like <laughs> fucking doing someone's highlights. Like, I thought Turn, you guys were gay. He turns him around, gives him a couple shots. A little paintbrush slap. Right in his own salon. <laughs> just oh. cranks up the barber. Yeah, gossip about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's funny, man. He's always ready to roll. But like, I guess in the 80s, that's like the, uh, like just a titty grab. That would have been like the pre-tip oh, option. Yeah. Before they exactly. had it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't do anything. The titty grab was like, hey, girl, you look good. <laughs> yeah. In today's day and age. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> no, if you gently cup the breast, that was a tip. And if you if you're wanted to only give, like, you know, a 1% tip, titty twister. That's, that, that's your way to complain about the service. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's... Yeah, if you, so, so your grandpa and your dad, like, fought... So they fought father and son. That's a yeah. good... That's a good fight to get into. I think. Like, Joe, what about your folks? Any any scrappers? They were, my dad was like my whole family is uh, from Brooklyn, New York, and uh, I, I remember my, there was just a lot of road. Not rage. Brooklyn, Wisconsin. If you can tell from <laughs> the accent. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, and the thing I, I will say, I sound the toughest out of these three guys. Like over the phone, like I'm pretty badass, but in person, uh, you know, a Bro- Brooklyn's home of the Brooklyn Brawler. By yeah, the Vince way. Lombardi. <laughs> Synonymous. The Brooklyn Brawler, that's right. But uh I remember a lot of a lot of road rage growing up. There was a lot of like traffic things going on anytime <laughs> and uh we had a lot of um what do you call it? like everybody had a bat in their car. Like yeah. everybody yeah, yeah, bat yeah. culture was big, but some bat culture. I still got a <laughs> yeah. bat in my car. I call it the equalizer. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we had everyone had a bat or billy club that was passed down from another guy. It was <laughs> It was fucking open carry, you know, so like it. anywhere you went, everybody had a bat. It was just. It's still, you're still allowed to walk down the street with a baseball bat. Yeah. It's going to a diamond. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No cleats, there's nothing. No fucking, <laughs> there's no uh, premeditated bat attacks. It's just like if somebody scratched your Camaro, you went out and fucking took care of them. Um, I remember my, one thing, I remember my dad like almost getting into a fight at a bowling alley. At a birthday party, there was like the, my sister's friends. It was like she was in seventh or eighth grade, and they're having a bowling uh, a birthday party at the bowling alley. And the guys at her party were like, I guess, staring at this really big Puerto Rican guy. And then he comes over and he's like, "I'm gonna body slam you." Like to my dad, and the whole place it was it's a, a big funny. Threat. Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna body, body I'm gonna, slam." Yeah, it was it's like a, the fucking yeah. body slam. He's like, "I'm gonna body slam," and the whole thing broke out. It was fucking. Oh. Yeah, you know, I would love to see a fight with everybody in bowling shoes. That's as close to <laughs> as ice as it gets. <laughs> Isn't that the fight that uh, um, Alan Iverson, Iverson went to went to jail for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got a body slam. Okay, sorry. I know. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So I, I am I with Iverson. <laughs> I am in. Uh, I'm in Toronto. We, it's right beside Einstein's. Oh, yeah. There was this fucking gay bar. Only we didn't know it was a gay bar. I walked yeah, in there with... I happened to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> with Rob Clifford. Rob Clifford <laughs> is the uh, is the Toronto rapist in the Rob comedy Cl- community. No way. Convicted. Yeah, Rob... Uh, Comedian rapist. Comedian slash rapist. Like if it's your Instagram, it's you know they go like comedian actor this. Right. It's comedian rapist Rob Clifford. Slash podcaster. (laughs) Check out my actor rapist. Yeah. So swipe up for my stories. Check out my hockey fantasy team, by the way. It's called Rob Clifford. (laughs) (laughs) And I use his headshot. (laughs) Or his mugshot. So so me and me and the rapist are in uh or in the gay bar, and we don't know it's a gay bar. And then some fucking gay guy comes up to me, and he starts, and he just starts kind of grooving on me a nice. bit, right? right? So 
I in my head, and I didn't want to start a fucking war, but I just thought it would be funny to pick him up like I was gonna body slam him. <laughs> so I picked this guy up, and I've got him up like this, like you know, at my chest level. And then all of a sudden, three fucking gay guys just tackle me, and I fall through a glass table. So now I'm pinned on broken glass with this fucking gay guy on me just squirming. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he might have been. He might He's still dancing. You break, you break dancing on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> so I get up, throw him off, and we just like walk out of the place. And then <laughs> somehow me and Clifford walked to the subway and didn't talk about it. <laughs> I love that you were rolling with Clifford. Back yeah. then. You're, you're so scum. And we... We came out of the same scene. You would be hanging out with Clifford. I know. Oh, dude, I seen him 10 years later, and I hadn't seen him since that night. And he was wearing a white suit with a fucking pink shirt. And I said, where'd you just come from, Miami Vice? And this guy shot me the, a fucking death stare like, like oh, I was a stranger. And I was like, oh, hey, man. You know? Like, I mean, listen, that guy, is he's unhinged. Yeah. And, he, and he, got, he did get, like, uh, yeah. In trouble with the, he's in jail for that, yeah. right? Yeah, but he had I don't a, know if he's out of jail. Fuck, they get He was great on that episode of SVU, though. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably listening Toronto. right now. He's probably out of jail. SVU Toronto. <laughs> Rob, if you're listening, I never had a problem with you. <laughs> yeah, John, I've got daughters, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he's Cape Fearing you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Doing push ups in his cell. <laughs> Make my face Holy your cocky fuck. league. <laughs> Oh, and also, my, yeah, my Facebook or sorry, my hockey fantasy team is called Rob Clifford, and it is last place. <laughs> so there might be some bad luck associated with. Uh, so when you told me th- about this thing, there there is two stories that that hit me. That one, so listeners, I am I am one forty five now, but uh, I have beefed up a lot. You used to be one forty, and <laughs> no, I well, I I was. I was 80 pounds in high school. When I graduated from college, I was under yeah. 120. Yeah. And it was three years after college, because I was the coxswain. I was the little guy that steered the, the rowing boats. Uh-huh. So my friends were all always the biggest dudes in school. So, yeah, I was Fucking that guy. Right. I, I was definitely that Fucking guy right. like, hit him! Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, put I, the, uh, we'll put the clip up of the guy, go, get him, champ, get him! You know the, <laughs> yeah. the old Looney Tunes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, a side yeah. story was that uh, that all my buddies got in a fight. There was, there was this kid... Uh, Adrian Capuccio, everybody just called him Pooch. He was the, he was the strongest kid on Penn's football team. Oh wow! And uh, and there was there was like some brief scrap that happened, and and my friends ran into Pooch and told him, and he's like, "Fuck that, we're going back." So like this whole thing that should have like just blown up. It was yeah. like it was it was a, a pushing match turned into. Puccio is knocking on the door of this house, and he goes into the, I train alone, I fight alone, I'm going to win the championship alone. You're a punk, and you get yourself a real man. Like, he does yeah. the whole thing, oh, yeah. and these five guys burst out of the house, and it's this kid was 130 pounds. He was the fightingest Puerto Rican in the world. He was like he wasn't doing any damage, but he was tagging everybody. Pa, 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 pa. And, and Who is fu- this? Uh, the house. Uh, he was just some Puerto Rican kid that was there. That was in the Sleep, house. He's sleeping on the couch. And, uh, <laughs> a, a, but there's another 120-pound kid in that crew, and me and this kid both have a beer, and we're just, like, looking at each other. We're like, we're, 
were we supposed to fight? I was like, I, I don't want to fight. He's like, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we just watched this whole thing, and this, this fucking flurry of punches coming from his little minority. And I threw a beer into the, into the ruckus, and everything stops, and this kid goes... Who just threw a fucking beer? And everybody like looked at me and was like, hey, we should go. <laughs> somehow I got out of that kid getting turned on me. But, yeah. but, Which uh, would have been an even fight, but such an uneven so, fight. So, yeah. Know? All those fucking. Coxon versus yeah. a fucking minority. I met, I, I wound up doing coke with that guy like seven years later. And I, I was like, yo, were you, do you remember, did you fight like the football team and some rowers? He's like, Yo, somebody threw a fucking Rowers. beer at me. I was like, that was me. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, oh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Still yeah, living it. He was selling the Coke. Uh, but oh, yeah, nice. So I wound up in this situation. Like, So I was dating a girl who wasn't a stripper, but she was strippy. And <laughs> she uh, and she had a, a server. She at had a strip club. Oh, like that, that girl, like she. Somebody's dinner's getting burned right yeah. now. <laughs> as, as my as my current wonderful girlfriend walks out, in, <laughs> that just loves these stories. Who's not so cheating. so she had a real job, right? But she had fr- she was friends with this girl who was you know, that that was a stripper and right. just living hand to mouth. <laughs> so to speak, yeah. living cock to mouth. And <laughs> so she calls her. She's like, look, I got this private gig and they need two dancers. But it's it's at a high rise in in uh, in West Philly. And it's a private party. It's going to be super classy. They've got a they've got a quartet. And, right. uh, you know, it's, it's going to be this really cool event. Like they just they just need us to dance for 30 <laughs> minutes. And it was like 250 bucks plus tips a piece. Oh my God! People so, work so hard. Yeah. <laughs> versus versus stand-ups. And, and, and she's like, "Please, I need you to come with me. Nobody else can do it." So, her boyfriend was the the only goth guy I've ever been friends with. He looked uh-huh. like the guy from The Cure. This dude Guyton. On Robert the, Smith. That was not. Uh, Guyton uh, was not his real name. That was his adopted name. No, it was Guyton. Oh, yeah. He, he was, yeah, Guyton. He was a Belgian dude. Oh. Like, and, and and he's got you know he's wearing leather pants. He's got on five five inch lift uh, Doc Martens, mascara, the whole nine. And Just on the a winner. And on the way there, <laughs> yeah. And, and if he wasn't w- shooting up her uterus, it would have been a college. <laughs> oh, he had a hog on him, too. But, uh, so, on, so on the way there, we're like, this is going to be this super chill event. So we might, uh, we're just going to be watching these chicks dance. Why don't we both take an e-pill? So we take a pill in the taxi ride there, and me being the addict that I am, before we get out of the car, I was like, I got another one. So we split that one. So we've got one and a half pills in us. And we get to this thing, and, and I start to think, there's no high-rises in West Philly. There's the Drexel campus stuff. And it was like, oh, shit, this is the Drexel campus. So we go into this high-rise, and they're like, you here for the lacrosse party? We're like, oh, no, we're here man. for this private event. Uh, the lacrosse party. We're like two floors below the place on the uh, on the. <laughs> On the uh, on the elevator, and as soon as the doors open, somebody goes, "The pussy's here!" <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Me?" 
<laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. oh, we wasted the good surprise on you. <laughs> it's like I'm like, yo, bet we have to go. We can't stay. And and, M- and Melissa, the other girl, she's like, we have. I need this. I can't fucking pay my rent without this. So it's like, okay, we'll stay. Oh, yeah. All right, where's the stage? First of all, the quartet like sounds like a corporate. They had a th- <laughs> yeah. So the quartet, they had th- it was a three man quartet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, where's the stage? And they point to the counter, the fucking, you know, the kitchen counter, and it's like five feet below the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. They've got heels on, so they, so they're all, they, they've got their, they've got their necks it's bent. Tranquilized the giraffes. They, yeah, they've got, the, they got their necks bent like the ghost from fucking the Haunting of Hill House. Super specific <laughs> reference. So it's time like, to do it. Right, there and, goes the evergreen episode. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So, so the second they get up there, these guys are just like, fuck yeah. They're like all trying to slap ass and shit. And me and this dude, he's he's 6'3, 120 pounds. He's a fucking heroin addict. Yeah. Uh, There was, uh, it was Drexel's (laughs) campus. So they had this, uh, they had a fucking. Uh, uh, what was it like a, a dragon with a glass ball on it? Yeah. And Guyton's holding this thing, and right, all I smash. could do, yeah, and he, it's a. All I'm doing the whole time is I've, pussy, I've got my hand like in my pants, like you got a gun, and, and the whole time I'm just like, don't touch the girls. But I'm rolling my face off, so like every second, like the music will get good, and I'll be like, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, yeah. And there was a, there was a moment that I saw a kid fucking take all the ones off of the table and sweep them. Uh-huh. And it was just like, dude, give me the fucking money. He's like, what are you really going to do? He's like, mm. uh, yeah. <laughs> it was the entire fucking lacrosse team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, somehow got out of there with that. Like, I think we like actually wound up pulling them off, but it like. Pulling uh, them off the counter and being like, run. It, yeah, but I was, I was literally 125 pounds at that time, uh-huh. rolling my face off <laughs> as the stripper's security. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> well, before you go, we, I was just at a bachelor uh Party, Eat the um, mic, buddy. What's that? Yeah, that. I was just at, at a bachelor party, like where I live in the summer, and then like uh, a couple strippers come up up north, but it's in the in the woods, like he's at a hunt camp, and uh, <laughs> this little Asian security guard comes with the rippers. where the strippers don't even have to shave their legs anymore. It's well, like they, vacation for them. Well, they can't. Well, it was it was just so deep in the woods, like they're losing cell reception. You know, like they can't. You can't get out of there. Like it's not a safe place. It's not but safe. but like the group of people are good people that were with me. But this little Asian guy comes in. He, you see, he's got his gun. We're like, dude, see how many fucking shotguns are on the wall? Here? <laughs> Go sit in the car. <laughs> like it's fine. <laughs> I I do think there's a lot to be said though for a like just like a five foot six Chinese guy as the bodyguard. Like yeah. you you know that dude yeah, knows some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Well he's out of the car. You assume. <laughs> like you that, assume. that guy can kick the ceiling. Yeah, his minority <laughs> which is still an inch lower than my chin. But that's when stereotypes become valuable to them. Yeah. If he goes into a stance, everyone fuck knows out of my, here. my dad's about my dad's about five seven, but he's always like I said, he's always ready to go. I saw him almost fight on a construction site. This is phenomenal. Every day there's a fight on a construction site. It's there's no, the yeah. PC police are not on the yeah. construction yeah, site, right, right? right? It's a this testosterone dude, paradise. This dude, is, this dude told my dad he was going to kill him. So my dad always carries a hatchet on him. So he sure. comes back out <laughs> with the hatchet, and he goes, what was that? Right? And the guy goes, you heard me. I'm going to kill you. He was, a, he, was a, he was a dump truck driver. He goes, I'm going to kill you. He goes into his uh, dump S- truck. Sledgehammer. Dude, a faucet. <laughs> He came out with a fucking <laughs> sink 
and they circled each other Doing until everything. everybody <laughs> laughed their ass <laughs> off. <laughs> it was a blue collar showdown. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was that. Union unions are crazy. It, it, <laughs> And, uh, and no, that was a non-union. Yeah, it was job. non-union. Oh, yeah, sink, faucet, yeah, definitely non-union. Everything, including the kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my my friend's dad was a um, construction manager, like at a union or whatever. And what would happen is, like, I don't know if you guys know what a coalition is, but a coalition, like, they'd have union guys, and then the coalition would show up with their people, like a busload of people, and be like, of one, two, three, four. Guys. They they got to work. Put them right. to work or we'll wreck in this place, right? Uh-huh. So he had a trailer on the site of like wherever he was working. And he said that he built like a back door to it. So whenever the coalition bus would pull up, he would just skate out the back. And they would fucking stab each other and kill each other just to try to work. Like it was, it was real shit. White people. It was, uh, I don't know, you know, yeah. pe- sometimes, but yeah, it was, uh, was this in I don't the forties? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know many white Jamaicans, but they would, you know, they would show up and demand to work. And when they could, you know, whatever, yeah. when they couldn't, it was like, he would just fucking sneak out the <laughs> with back. With somebody's dead on the floor Jamaican. bleeding out. <laughs> with somebody's Caesar dead on the floor Schneider. bleeding out. They're just like, fucking somebody just opened up a spot tomorrow. <laughs> Caesar Schneider was a white Jamaican in high school. And he'd call anyone that like went against him a botty boy. Yeah. <laughs> I just oh, yeah. walked up and smacked him right in the fucking mouth. <laughs> smacked the Jamaican accent right off yeah. of him. Yeah. He's like, I'm step sorry up, about boy, that. step up, boy. That's what he said. Just, Caesar went on to be known as Daddy Snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Informer man. Yeah. He's from Toronto. Yeah, he likes the boom boom down. His fucking sister. I used to try and fucking squeak her. <laughs> I mean, not very hard. She wasn't going for it, but more, more, more truthfully, I jacked off thinking about squeaking her. <laughs> One of my buddies. Uh, probably. Yeah, I think he is from Scarborough. I'm a Scarborough motherfucker. It's a great song. One of my song, buddies by the way. is like, uh, he's like, yeah, fucking Classic. Snow broke my karate teacher's cousin's arm. <laughs> oh, Snow's a tough guy. Right? Yeah, Snow, li- Darren. Darren, if you're listening, <laughs> we want to get you on the podcast. Yo, we snow. should get Snow. He he really can. <laughs> like he boom boom down. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Don't fucking inform on him. <laughs> so I was always very polite to your sister. Yeah. <laughs> even, when, even when she fucking flicked her ash on my carpet in my living room. <laughs> Got to tell you, every time I jerked off to her, she was pleasant. <laughs> well dressed. Never, <laughs> never a crossword, sometimes a crossed eye. <laughs> Snow sister. <laughs> I ain't editing out shit, Snow. You want to do this? You want to? S- <laughs> you want to sell a couple more signals, buddy? This is the biggest thing you got. <laughs> We're on the come up, baby. Yeah, there are no B sides, buddy. <laughs> We're on the uptick. <laughs> oh yeah. That first album though was deadly. Twelve inches of snow. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Tyler's still doing the fee- <laughs> still doing a VR job on it. Twelve hey, inches. It was a it good was album, great, man. Yeah. That it's not just a one-hit wonder. The whole album. It holds up. Tight. Champ- <laughs> champion sound. Great. That is a pretty. That's a pretty bombastic title though for a white guy. Twelve <laughs> inches of snow. That. Bold, yeah. Dude, six thick inches of snow would have been <laughs> impressive. <laughs> he went for 12? <laughs> Good night. Six and a half, bro. Come yeah, a, ge- a gentleman's seven. <laughs> All right, well, okay, now that we're on snow, I got a, I got a, I got a story. This is my fight story, okay? okay right. This is, this is going to be a bit of a, this is going to be a little bit of a, you know. We're going to take a, a walk. One, but, we're going to uh, take a walk. Because there's a lot going into it. I, my buddy, um, he plays, he plays uh, in the NHL. He plays for the Anaheim Ducks. And um, he used to play for the Edmonton Oilers when he first came in the league. It was his rookie year. It was 2008, 2009. 
Uh, his name's Andrew. I shouldn't say his name, but Andrew Cogliano is his name. And played uh, the Leafs, didn't he? he? No, he played for the Oilers and the Ducks. So I went to Edmonton. Cogs. Cogs. So I go to Edmonton and I watch him uh, with another buddy, my buddy Mark. It's fucking freezing up in Edmonton. And he gets his tickets to go to the game. And he goes, yo, look, you're sitting in the, you know, players and, and family and friends section. So just don't heckle nobody. And we're like, nah, dude, of course not, right? Smart. You're, hey, Cogs is smart. Smart dude, right? So we, my buddy who I went with, Degenerate, he puts his whole flight and accommodations or whatever the fuck he did on the game. He put so much money on the game, like two grand on the game. And oh, he yeah. took the Oilers, okay? We didn't know at the time that Andrew was living with two other guys. He was living with Sam Gagne and another guy, Tim Gilbert. And they were living in this mansion. They were all rookies at the time. And Gagne's buddies, Andrew was 20 at the time. So I'm, I'm 21. And Gagne, he's an 18-year-old rookie. High draft pick. High draft pick. He's got six of his buddies there, all 18 years old. And they are fucking Bombed, okay. <laughs> of course, hammered. Of they're course. yelling, they're the chirping. We had no. This is like the family and friends okay. section. Okay, they get a right. whole section. <laughs> okay. So There's children and wives, moms. We go out to dinner yeah. after with Andrew, and then we're gonna go. And my dad's there too, because you know we've known each other forever. So we go out to dinner, and then after we're gonna go out. So Andrew's getting these texts at dinner. He goes, "Yo, did you guys talk shit about NHL veteran Marty Reisner?" And we go, no, dude. My buddy, Reasoner, I'll never forget, Reasoner went 10 for 10 on the face-off circle that day. And Great my buddy stats, loved <laughs> Marty. Dude, we love you, baby. We love him. <laughs> dude, my buddy loved him. Because my buddy had all this money on the game. He won a huge draw yeah. in overtime. And my buddy goes, look at him. He goes, look at him. This guy wins more draws than Clint Eastwood. That's what he said. <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking hilarious, right? So Andrew's getting blown up. He's like, yeah. yo, did you guys talk shit about Reasoner? And we're like, no, dude, we didn't we at love all. Him. We love Reasoner. Reasoner made us money. He was killing it. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, he knows that I'm in, like, my friends are in town and Gagne's friends are in town. So it had to be Gagne's friends. All staying at the same yeah. place? Well, they lived in this huge mansion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're all fucking staying at this fucking, where people are sleeping on the floor. There's like 12 of us in it's this fucking house. NHL flop house. Right? We're, it was the captain's house that he gave to the three rookies. What a nice guy. Ethan Morrow. Wow. I Ethan say, Morrow. I shouldn't be saying all these names, but Ethan it's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, so... Uh, As of now, it. nobody's listening to this. Ethan Morrow, Snow, bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, it had to be these guys. It had to be these six fucking kids from Oakville, Ontario. Yeah. Really white bread kids, you know? They must Dirt have been packs. talking shit. Little little peckers. We go to the club after, right? <laughs> and we're, we finally meet these kids. And Andrew's like... Talking to Gagne, and Gagne is like, Marty Reisner's hitting me up because, you know, my friends were making fun of him. They go, yeah. Marty Reisner's a piece of shit. They're heckling him, and his wife heard, <laughs> and went, shut the fuck up, and they got into an argument. In oh, the f- they argued with her, too. Yeah, that's how what happened. Okay. She heard. So that at least absolves you guys. We're out. She knows it's not you guys. We're out. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Marty Reisner's hitting him up. He goes, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to your friends. It's like fucking two in the morning. This man's a grown ass man. He's a big, big enough dude. He's right? like five eleven, but he's fucking red. Oh, and his wife, yeah, yeah. he's an NHL, he's an NHL player. His wife's a fucking lunatic. And okay. it turns out she's face blind. <laughs> she, can't, she can't recognize anybody. Oh. It was we, one of those twelve. We go home. We're drunk. Um, 
we're, we're we go back to the mansion, right? We're having a great time. Night's over. How do you not have a great time in a mansion? We're having I mean, a great time. Zealand. We hung out with the Oilers. The whole town we partied with. Everyone knows that's the Edmonton Oilers. Is, that's yeah. that's the only thing they have. Yeah. We think the night's done. <laughs> are go. you guys buddies now with the fuckheads? Who now, are like, yes, ah! yes, yes. We we're we're <laughs> cool. Question. We're having a great time. We go home. People are drunk. They're tired. They start fading, nodding off, right, passing out. I, I, I'm, I'm awake. My buddy's awake. Maybe two of Gagne's buddies awake. There's like six of them, right? One guy rolling a joint. It's like three in the morning. Door swings open. Andrew Gagne, those guys who are in the NHL, they're with girls. Yeah. I should. I mean, now Andrew's married, but at the right. time, you That's know, funny. he was away. Yeah. The only guy was Gilbert. Hey, fucking road games are road games. <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually wasn't with this girl at the time, so it doesn't matter. But uh, door swings open. It's three in the morning. Yes. It's Marty Reisner's wife. The wife? The wife. Opens the door. <laughs> this guy's... <laughs> buddy, this fucking huge island in the house. This kid's rolling a joint. He's 18 years old. He opens the door. She she opens the door. She points at this kid. And I remember he had a, a Sweden t-shirt. Okay? <laughs> and she goes, that's the fucking kid. And Reasoner emerges. <laughs> the door. <laughs> and it's me, my buddy, and that kid, and I guess another buddy of theirs. There's only four of us remaining. Yeah. And the kid goes, holy fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Reasoner? <laughs> Dude, this is a grown man. This is a 10-year veteran, okay? fucking edit, yeah. He walks over to this fucking huge island, dude. It's a big-ass island, like a granite <laughs> island. And the kid goes... He goes, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. And then, he, <laughs> dude, he tries to juke. Dude, dude, he tries to juke him. Yeah. Like he you tries don't juke to, Reasoner. He lands, he, he's on the counter and he does like these jukes. And Reasoner, in one motion, just goes over and grabs the kid and fucking picks him up, him. chokes him, and he has the kid's feet are off the ground. It's like four in the morning, and the wife is still in the front door and she goes get him marty get him <laughs> she's cheering him on yeah. he's choking remember batman when when fucking bane's got batman by yeah. the throat and it's got that shot of his legs are off the ground yeah. so he's choking him on on the fridge he's walking him to the fridge with two hands and you hear the kid with his last gasp of breath he goes but marty I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Yeah. Right? And my buddy's all fucked up. He's all drunk and high. And my buddy, he's like this a fucking Italian guy from Woodbridge. And he goes, man, this fucking kid with the Swedish heritage is getting his ass kicked. Like, <laughs> the business. So then with he, the Swedish heritage. Is Marty throwing bombs? Dude, he, he jerseys him like a real fight. And he just starts feeding this fucking kid. Not hard, hard, but... Right, stunners. Giving him a shot. Dude, to Gil the face. There's oh ruckus now. There's ruckus, and then Gilbert, the, the, the other rookie, in, who's the only guy home, hears this, come, sees Marty Reasoner in his home beating up a child <laughs> and sprints down the stairs and grabs Marty. They're teammates. Yeah. Wrestles him off. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes, this fucking kid's talking shit. 
to my wife, which I respected yeah. the whole fucking time, right? Yeah. And he goes, this fuck, he goes, I don't give a shit. I don't care who you are, how old you are. You talk shit to me and my wife. I'll come back here. I'll fuck everybody up. I don't give a shit. And he's screaming. Marty Reasoner handling business. Yeah, yeah. Three in the morning. Tough Finally, guy, tough guy? we he's yeah, not, no. The ambulance. Right. He's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And 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 Reasoner's like getting pushed out of the house by Gilbert. Finally, we get him out of the house, and my buddy just won three grand. And, and for I don't know what got into him, but he goes, Reasoner, he goes, you win more draws than Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, fuck you, bro. <laughs> and my buddy goes, bro, that guy won me money. What's his problem? <laughs> and apparently, the next day. They thought, because Reasoner was probably boozing. Of course. They thought he was going to be like, hey, things got carried away. Apparently, Andrew and Gagne were standing on like, uh, like on the <laughs> goal line, and a puck went through both their heads. <laughs> and he skated up, and he goes, I don't care who your friends are. I'll fucking kill him. And <laughs> skated away. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> that's the most Clint Eastwood thing yeah. he could have said. And that's the Marty Reasoner story. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Marty yeah. Reasoner. Marty Reasoner's the best. I wonder if they're still together, him and that fucking... <laughs> I hope so, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a fucking wife. wicked wife, though, to have your, your, hey. your husband's oh, no. back. Get the worst. Get him, babe. <laughs> Get your husband involved in something like that with just some drunk what, When assholes? you're making millions <laughs> of dollars. Know, yeah, so Me. good. <laughs> His wife. That's a great. That's a great fucking story. And I could, I could relate to the getting choked part because <laughs> <laughs> as a man that's I, been choked. I was watching Fifty Shades of Grey last night. Let me tell you something, Tyler. I was at, I was at New, New Year's Eve. It was like, oh my god, nineteen ninety nine, maybe even a little two thousand, whatever it is. But I'm at a bar in New York with, with my friends, and I'm. Just hammered. When I get drunk, I sway and I can't see. Just like everybody else when I get drunk. But I remember it's like Stevie Wonder. I remember sober. being out of it, <laughs> and I, I whisper something. There's a guy and a girl, and I remember like whispering something into the girl's ear. She goes over, and I'm standing oh, there yeah. with this dumb face on. Guy comes over to me, puts both of his hands. <laughs> Around my neck, and I just I, I remember like I was so drunk I couldn't put my hands up to defend myself. Yeah. So I just remember staring into this guy's eyes, just, like just like he was just like this is how it's gonna end, and I'm just as looking the lights at him. Like go a out, sad fucking puppy. Yeah, I was dude. just looking just at him like I just hope he lets go. My friends come over, and there was a, a huge fight or whatever, and every, whatever. And the next day. My friend calls me up. He's like, hey, dickhead. He's like, uh, I heard uh, I heard that guy rang in the new year by wringing your fucking neck. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, what happened? I'm like, ah, I got choked out. I was yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. He, he went <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, he was going. Dude. He went in. He Friends was, are the best. Know, eh? Friends recaps of those situations <laughs> are always the fucking best. Frankenstein. Yeah. 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 Rang in the new year by wringing your neck, you idiot. And I'm the, like, oh, The best crazy. neutralizing of a fight I've ever seen that, like, thought it was really going to go down. I was hanging out with this kid... Uh, uh, Chris Osborne and his Northeast Philly dirtbag friends. Osborne was a comic. To this day, he's the funniest kid I've, I've ever met. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Tyler's, Tyler's, taking that, Tyler's taking that as a shot. He's no, like, oh, yeah. No, the, Chris Osborne. Here. Wait, what's, what's his, uh, what's his, his credit? Like? Yeah. What's Chris Osborne's credit? Go on the uh, Osborne effect and see how that goes. No, this kid's a fucking nut. Uh, <laughs> he would spend days on end in character. Like his dad was a janitor, he would come back and uh, and Chris was like 25. He'd be sitting on the couch as Howdy the Gay Cowboy, in, in like assless pants. His dad yeah. would do that. No, Chris 
Westwood. That's <laughs> a different and, story. Yeah. And so, like, Dad just pulled, like, a 14-hour shift, and he'd come home, and Chris would be like, you know, Daddy, I went downtown to try to howdy at some fellas, and only a homeless fella howdy back. So I'm fucking this homeless guy in the ass. And, like, he just, like, stayed forever. I, I didn't do that justice. But at any rate, so we're rolling a joint, and we're kind of, like, ducked <laughs> down in between cars after a Phillies game. And it was when uh, it was when gas like totally shot up after Katrina when it was almost like five bucks a gallon, and these do these like a bunch of bros. There's like four of them, and they're all big dudes. Uh, they, bros they, are black guys. They just right? no, 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 no. no. Like, <laughs> they all, they they like rush up. We're, we're all we're all focused on just trying to roll this joint, and all of a sudden this guy goes, "Yo." You fucking sucking my buddy's tank? <laughs> and the other yeah. one's like, you sucking my tank, bro? The tank's not even open, but somehow they had it in their head that we were sucking Siphon gas it. out of their tank. Yeah, right, right, right. Which, Meanwhile, which, you're on the fucking exhaust. Yeah, how trashy is that, right? So it, so this whole thing. Oh, like fucking uh, Philly. Yeah, and the other guy's with He's like, well, what the fuck you want to do about it? And it's like, what? That's the wrong answer. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, just no. So it turns out it's almost this three-on-four three situation, and the guy goes, he goes, he's like, he says to Chris, he's like, what you going to do? Pussy and Chris goes, he fucking bites himself. Like, we're about to get pulverized. He fucking bites his wrist. He's like, I got fucking AIDS. You want some AIDS, motherfucker? And he starts scratching himself. He's like, We're gonna make some blood. And he goes oh. at the guy. <laughs> and like, yeah, yo, awesome. these dudes didn't want any, like, it was like the Bronx tale when and they locked the door. No, when he locks the door, it's like every bit of courage went out of their faces. Yeah. When they heard, I have AIDS. In oh. Philadelphia, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bruce old, Springsteen song. You circle back for that one. The old, yeah. the old AIDS defense, dude. There was no yeah. way yeah, a fight was going down once full blown oh, yeah. AIDS was on the table. Oh, I was thinking Son of Sam when he breaks the bottle over his head. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> They're like, okay, all right. Yeah, it's not that deep, bro. Oh, <laughs> well, the, the siphoning gas thing, my uncle and his buddy one time, they were siphoning gas and they got caught. <laughs> they got arrested, so they had to go down to court. They had to go to, there, this is with Shago, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> Why didn't they just go to your gas station? Well, they you were like broken up? down. It was like in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and they fucking got caught like siphoning gas, and they got arrested. They had nowhere to go, right? So they get busted, and then they have to go. So they go down to uh, their court date in Aurelia, and I guess at the Aurelia Opera House, underneath the Aurelia Opera House, there's like a, this big like sucking fe- sucking fuck fest of like glory hole shit going on with like gay guys, and there's like a big ring that like got busted. <laughs> there's a bunch of shit happening that was not good, uh, illegal shit. I think that depends the, on perspective. Yeah, no, no, no. The best, the best <laughs> way to describe it was not good. Hold on. Yeah. No, there's illegal activity, not just being a homosexual. We have to clarify that. So your that. boys yeah, weren't right. the only ones sucking pipes. So the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, really so the drained my show. tank. <laughs> oh, so, the, so the news shows up at the courthouse, and they're sitting there, and it's like, no, we're not with them. <laughs> I thought that's what the judge said. Oh, you guys want to yeah. suck pipes? Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks community service. <laughs> I'll show you, boy. <laughs> and stay out of bathrooms, <laughs> you faggots. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, <laughs> we'll clean that up in post. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's getting touched this episode. So No. <laughs> okay, so the one story that I only have one fight story, and Moses, wow. yeah, Moses knows this story. You got right. the call. You were, you were the guy that picked up. Oh. So <laughs> it was, sounds like a collect call. Yeah. So basically, so it was five years ago. So we just just went past the five year mark of this thing. That it was, uh, it was 
uh, it was, was right it, before. Was it, did you get a Facebook reminder? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was right before Thanksgiving. It was oh, okay, the weekend right. before Thanksgiving. And uh, I had this show that I I had done this show like three times, and uh, and they all sold out. And I had to move the venue because they like tried to gouge me to literally like right next door. Right. And it went from 200 tickets to like 30 tickets were sold. And I knew I was going to lose like 600 bucks. So for the, for a few days before, I'm like, just like, I'm so down. I'm panicking. Like, do I cancel this show? Do I go on just to stay on brand and do it still? I don't have any material ready. I'm like, it. It, it, the long story it, don't have Dustin Chafin as your headliner uh, so <laughs> no no no, no. That, it was not at all him it was that it turned it turned out you just it, don't draw bro no. he ain't Reasoner yeah. no it, it turned out on the draw no it, it turned out it was it, uh, uh, great joke John it, 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 it turned yeah, oh the draw I got you uh, so it, it turned out that uh, that it was this it's this all Italian name neighborhood and they they hated the person that that owned this venue that I changed it to and because of that nobody like even though they love the show nobody yeah. was going to come because of the owner of it oh, right? but, but I don't know spiteful. but I but I, I don't know this until days later right yeah. but I have this show the night before with uh, this guy Sugar Bear had put me on you remember Sugar Bear rest oh. in peace okay he was a great guy and it, I, I'm Big guy, decent bear, <laughs> <laughs> a little sweet. Not, not Honey Boo Boo's dad. <laughs> so it's it's on the outskirts of Camden. All right, there's yeah. 400 black people at this show. One white guy. I managed to get attacked by the one white guy. What's going on in his head that he does that? This okay. Fuck. So it was so weird that this dude, he's he's like a blue collar looking. Dude, he, he's he's probably like 5'11", 170, I'd put him at, right? And he's aggressively massaging the shoulders of some black dude that's sitting in front of him and, like, whispering to him and shit. But he was so aggressive about it that a show with five black comics that went up before me didn't say shit. Cause, like, he was, like, rubbing this dude's shoulders, like, say something, right? He just had this fucking scowl on his face. So I go up and I do the show, and... It goes well. Sugar Bear shakes my hand as I'm getting off stage, and $500 hits the fucking stage. That he didn't tell me he was giving me my cash right there. It's all it's all in twenties. So twenty five twenties hit the fuck. I'm like a stripper fucking collecting her shit. Yeah, in front of an all hood crowd. I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. Right. This is the whitest moment. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's pathetic. It's not your fault. It's pathetic. So I'm I'm picking my money up off and thinking like, oh my god, I'm gonna get fucking jumped now. You know, like they know I've got this money on me. And yeah, that's bad. Yeah, and I'm selling DVDs after the show. And, yeah, that money too. And the, so, so the white dude comes up and he's in my face. He's like, "Yo, man, you're really funny, man. When can I see you again? Hey, you ever go to Vegas? Hey, when are you gonna be back?" And he grabs my arm. He's like, "No, seriously, you're really funny." I was like, "Yo, get off me, dude." He's like, "Oh, it's like that." I was like, "Yeah, bro, it's like that." And he like he's like, and he leaves in a tiff, and and he's like back with his with his dude and this fat black chick because. Okay. Uh, uh, and he turns around. He gives me this weird look before he leaves. And half an hour later, after I've schmoozed and all that shit, 
I'm out in the parking lot walking to my car, and a car goes by, and I hear, yo, that's him. But a lot of times in a parking lot, you'll hear people like, oh, that's the guy from the show. He yeah, was yeah. funny. Right. But there was something different about this one. And seconds later, that car slams on the brakes, throws it in reverse. And you ever hear a car go so fast in reverse that it's like winding? It's winding. It's that, but aiming right for me. So I have to jump out of the way of this car. The dude gets out. He's like, I can't touch you, motherfucker. And I was like, no. Yeah, all of this could have been averted with just a shoulder rub. You knew he was into rubbing when he rubbed you. He should have been like, all right, this is what the guy does. So he charges me, right? And fight or flight kicks in. I'm like, flight. I choose flight. So (laughs) I run to my car. I I get in, fucking lock the door. And the dude comes over, and he's outside. He's screaming. He's kicking my door. He's like, I can't fucking touch you, motherfucker. He punches the window, and he cracks the window with his fist. Right, so it's like this is a critical right situation. There. So I you start. Don't want to get fisted by him. I start the car. <laughs> start the car. I throw it in reverse, but I can only go back like ten feet. And the dude picks something up off the parking lot. He's about to smash my car with it. So my option is drive. I run this motherfucker over. Right. He hit my hood, my windshield. I saw him momentarily in the sunroof, oh. and then he landed on his feet. Right, oh, I'm getting chased. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting chased by the gay Terminator. Right, so dude fucking the starts Terminators. running at me. He get he gets in his car and he starts chasing me all over this parking lot. It's this huge parking lot, and I'm going all over. I'm doing laps with this fucking guy, and I'm thinking like I was lost in the parking lot. Like I couldn't find my way out, and I'm like, well, I don't want to go on a high speed chase with this freak. So I see the front of the building, and there's like security and shit there. So I'm like, I'm gonna run into the building and let these big black guys save the day. Dude, I'm like right? watching this in my head. I'm like, don't leave the car! Oh, it, <laughs> if I could go back and talk to myself, yeah. don't leave the car. Have you yeah. seen this, so, boy? <laughs> so I run to the door and there's this big black dude smoking a cigarette watching the, and he saw the whole thing go down. He's like, yo, if it jumps off, I got you. Like, oh, thank God. Yeah, now give me $500. I open the door and it was the wrong door. I went into an ATM lobby that was like six by six. Uh, so I've now shortened oh the playing shit. field. Apparently what this black guy meant by I got you is, is fuck you? I will hold the door open so this fucking freak can come take a swing at you oh. unmolested. So he literally just holds the door open and this guy comes charging and he's like, I can't touch you, motherfucker. And I've never been in a fight my whole life before this, right? But it's like suddenly this life or death. There's nothing you're, you're there, out of flight. It's time to fight. There's nothing you could say to me that would make me fight, right? But it's like I'm getting attacked. Yeah. So he takes his crazy swing and I ducked it and we wind up kind of wrestling. And I, and, I, and I was in good shape and, and, and I was in good shape at the time And like and I kind of got the guy at Like I had underhooks on him I was like Oh I'm way stronger than this guy uh-huh. So I picked him up off the floor And wound up like dropping him it was, it was like a <laughs> suplex thing But there was a brick high knee wall Corner and oh. got him face yeah. first into that, and then oh I and I was just panicked. He was probably out then, and I fucking smashed this guy's face into this wall like five times. Just, like, just fucking, just full <laughs> on giving it to him, and then he dropped. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I realized that, <laughs> then I re- then I realized that the black dude is standing. Like fucking Ashley Judd to get a double jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I <laughs> forward pa- no. So then I 
no, then I realized the guy is sitting next to me the whole time, and he's smoking his cigarette. He looks at the guy on the ground. He's like, yo, you better kick that nigga, son. <laughs> so I gave him one right in the chops. And, and when I kicked him, the fucking DVD that he bought off me fell out. <laughs> So I was like, give me this shit. <laughs> so, so, stole your own merch. So I stole my merch bag. <laughs> and then, and I'm like, I'm fucking panicking still, right? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then this dude, it, like, his head starts bleeding and it, like, quickly filled up one tile, then two tiles, then oh, three tiles. And then, and then the dude that he's with comes up to the door. And I'm like, now I'm like, I'm feeling myself. I'm like, you want some of this motherfucker? And he's like, I don't know what he's doing. I'm just trying to get him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm holding the door so this guy can't get him because I'm trying to call the cops. Yeah. I called, I hit 911. This is why I'll never have another Motorola phone in my life. 911. <laughs> Hi, I'm in a. <sighs> Fucking 911 dies. The phone completely dies on me. So I have to borrow the phone from some chick. Yeah, I have to. (laughs) So I wind up calling the cops, and uh, and I tell the cops this cop what happened. He's like, "So what you're saying is that the moment that he was rendered defenseless, you stopped attacking." Yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yes, and uh, read between the lines. so yeah, so Good cop. Good so cop. I, I filled out a police report, and then I go inside because I'm like, because what I was afraid of was that he I didn't know who die. he was. No, fuck that. Uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't know. Who, well, so in the meantime, well, semen was starting to come out. Well, no, so so while I while <laughs> I uh, while I was making the call, his friends got him in the car and drove off. But I was afraid that, you know, I'm visible, he's not. So the next show that I do in the area, he can show up or whatever. So I went right. back in to try to talk to, to the promoter, like, do you know who the one white guy is? And the Snow. S- <laughs> <laughs> so, Snow don't go down like that. So the second that I walk in, I get a thunderous round of applause. And a dude comes in, he holds my hand up. He's like, this is the white boy I was talking about. He kicked the shit out of that motherfucker. And literally 20 black guys just high five the shit out of me. Oh. Oh my god. Oh, that's so, a Rudy moment. Yeah. yeah. So They're like we hate white people too. Yeah. So <laughs> right. So I'm uh, here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm uh so and I'm wired, right? And I can you get get the door? So I'm wired and it's like one in the morning at this point. And I start calling people. Nobody picks up except for Moses. And I was like, dude, I just kicked the shit out of this guy. And you're like you can't kick the shit out of anybody. Like, I can, and I was like, I can kick the shit out of this guy. That's all that matters. But the reason that I mentioned the uh, the show beforehand was because you, you know that shit from uh, from Fight Club. It's like once you got in a fight that day, nothing else matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't give a fuck about losing six hundred dollars. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like I went to that show. I went in. I went on. I immediately told that story. And had the time of my life watching. It was uh, it was Mark Theobald and Dustin yeah. watching that. Is like, dude, money doesn't fucking matter. I could have died yesterday. Oh, it was on the heels of that show. It was right before. Oh, yeah, nice. it was the night before, and I still had the energy of that moment. Tarantino of you to <laughs> yeah. tie this all together, yeah. like I juxtaposed. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. That's so, sick. so the moral of that story is that I'm one and zero, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> no, we call that a. Hundred percent and <laughs> retired. <laughs> okay, hold on. He's got Pavone's got. But I want to hear. Oh, okay, I wanted to hear the one about watching that guy on stage fuck somebody up. 
comedy club fight story. We had a couple. We had a couple still to go. Okay, we're yeah. good. It's gonna be a longie. It's fun. We're in the pocket. Well, this is sort of a comedy fight story. I came out of comedy bar, and uh, in Toronto, and I was walking down the street in Ossington, and there was this fucking forty-five-year-old Persian man who looked like he was coming from a club, walking yeah. down the street. Forty-five-year-old Persians always look like they're coming from a club. It, okay, yeah, <laughs> dude, he had his fucking. They've always got the cologne on for it. They're, he had his they're buttons ready. down. It was uh, sorry. He, to his like you know sternum and shit you know mm-hmm. he was yeah. he had he had like tight dress pants and hey stuff. buddy and these hey buddy these, very premium night he club. wasn't a small guy but these like four 16 year old kids 17 year old kids come up to him and they start circling him with their with the bikes and and they try to jump him yeah. and they come off the bikes and they start fucking throwing haymakers and they're just like bump, like bouncing off of his chest and he's not hitting them back he's S- like segalling them, parrying punches, basically. Dude, he's yeah. segalling them. He's grabbing them, and with every throw, he he's legitimately insulting them. He's like, "Don't you have curfew?" Like he's <laughs> destroying them. And he threw one guy through a shrub, and his head went through, and his legs were coming out. What's the word? For, what's the word for that, Richie? Shrubberies? Deshrubberating. Bro, he looked like a chia. He looked like a chia pet. He was half through a shrub. And he was it, fucking throwing all these kids around and they were punching him in the face and nothing was happening. Oh, I to love the it. point of like, well, I'm like, why didn't these guys just jump me? They picked the wrong fucking <laughs> dude. It, it was Iron Sheik Jr. Copper Sheik. Bro, one guy, one kid, he 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 was just watching his friends get fucked up, s- ditches his bike, and sprints away. The coat holder. The, he's the, the coat, coat holder, sprints down the street. Persian guy gets on that kid's bike <laughs> and starts riding dude he has wingtips on and he's riding a bike chasing this kid down the middle of the street and the kid i swear to god looks back in full stride and he goes sir please give me back my bike while being chased by his bike i can really use it right now <laughs> getting chased just running just and i was beat the shit out of my friends <laughs> and he's just got the wingtips he's like fuck you bro fuck you and i was like this guy is phenomenal i don't know if you guys there's a place in long island uh called fire island it's like a summer type of place. Yeah. So there's little paths to like every house, almost like surrounded by like giant corn stalks or whatever it is. Corn so stalks? Everything's like all overgrown and you walk to the houses are all in these little like sideways streets. Great place so to meet friends, fellas. This feels like an M. Night Shyamalan it's, movie. Uh, Cherry, whatever, Cherry Grove is known for, it's like a gay thing, but they're on the straight side, I guess, whatever. So they're walking through and uh, they get in a big, a little dust up happens, they get in a fight and my friend squares off with this guy so he thinks it's dark out, can't really see and he's like hitting them. He's, they're locked up with both their, his right and the guy's left, right, are locked up and then he's punching, he's throwing lefts and he keeps hitting the guy and hitting the guy and all of a sudden he notices like the guy's not hitting back. He's like, what the hell's going on? So they separate a little bit and he sees, he's like, the guy's got one arm. <laughs> so, well, he's like fighting like a slot machine more or less. So he's like <laughs> fucking, so my buddy like, he just kind of like, all right, now Richard, Richard like, yes, and I took a brick and I fucking knocked it. So like, he, he broke his arm off and now he's armless. Wait, how am I the bad guy here? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. 
I got attacked. <laughs> that tranny hit that a wall. Kick. That last yeah, kick. that was the. It was forward that was panic. Like the American History X thing you did in the fucking. It was too. I love in- how that black guy <laughs> held the door open. He's like, you might as well yeah. kick. Yeah. It was too. It was too. It was to impress a colored fella. Yeah. Come on, we've all been so there. Un- unlike Richie, my friend was like, this guy is fighting at somewhat of a disadvantage, so he backed off. And uh, yeah, that was that was no, a fought in the yeah. You let him live. Yeah. He let him live. Yeah. And then the guy, the guy came back later that night. I thought this was going in a different direction. I thought we had now gone on a woman thing. I thought it was a woman, and it was like, no, he wasn't punching me. He was fisting thought- her. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I, I told Toure my the the, the Camden uh, fight story. He's yeah. like, and he was like, "Man, what do you think would have happened if that dude knocked you out? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a whole different story." Yeah. My down there hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, boys. We were uh, we're officially in the overtime with this one. So uh, this is a fucking super dope and fun episode, man. You Wait, yeah. your mic just went weird. Oh, it did? Yeah. P- plug in all the way there. You good. All right. Say it again. Back to what I was saying. Yeah. This is a super great episode. Just a fucking ton of fun. Great stories. We need more wimps. Yeah. <laughs> it's the underdog. Yeah, because, dude. You know what it is? Is that when you're terrified, it's, yeah. a, it's a way more vulnerable story. <laughs> yeah. And more people can relate. Um, so what are you guys doing? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got cooking? Who's plugging what? Oh, your new album, which is doing great. Plugging my butt. Um, I got an album called Late Bloomer. It's my uh, it's my first album ever. It's I'm, I'm really proud of it. It's doing pretty well. So check that out wherever you get stuff. You can follow me at Richie Redding, and I have a podcast that is completely different than this, but uh, <laughs> but it's very funny. It's called <laughs> Pets and Punch. It's called Pets and Punchlines. Uh, my my girlfriend's a de emphasis uh, on punch. Uh, yeah, my my girlfriend is a uh, is a veterinarian and it's comics getting real vet advice but it always winds up really fucked up you learn a lot and it's Lippy's funny lovely yeah that's me joey what do you got oh follow me on instagram at i am joe alfano and by the time this goes out you're not going to be able to see me so there's no point in plugging the show tonight are you killing yourself uh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to go on are you all right <laughs> Patty, what's up? Uh, Mr. Alex Pavone, P-A-V-O-N-E, on all social media. And I got uh, two podcasts, uh, combined uh, 75 downloads a week. Uh, Sweet Buddies, S-U-I-T-E Buddies, and uh, Friends in Sports. So check that out. All right. And we're tagging everybody in this episode. Snow, Cogs. (laughs) (laughs) You have to bring it back, bud. A a dead gay masseuse. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he's like, oh, I forgot one. Like, what a way to get invited back. All right, all right. You can do it. You can do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's still a lot in the tank. Thanks a lot, guys. John Moses, Tyler Morrison. Everybody's got a fight story. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Fight Stories. Quick commercial. First live episode of Fight Stories with former New York Ranger and Toronto Maple Leaf Colt Noor. Colt Noor was maybe one of the last great heavyweights in the NHL. It's a live at Laugh It Up Comedy Club in Poughkeepsie, New York. Am I saying that right? Poughkeepsie? Poughkeepsie? Whatever. Laugh It Up Comedy Club, upstate New York, although not that far upstate. January 25th. Showtime is 7 o'clock. Tickets are 25 bucks. Let's include a, a little headshot of Colton. He'll autograph that for you. And I'm sure he's going to hang out and sign whatever you wanted to sign within reason. Don't be bringing out 50 hockey cards. Um, that, and I just wanted to thank... 
the couple of Patreon subscribers that we have already. Thank you very much, guys. We appreciate it. We appreciate the support. Some people have reached out and been like, hey, uh, I don't know how to fucking operate Patreon. Can I just send you some money? Of course. We fucking greatly appreciate that. We understand that our audience is probably the least tech-savvy group of people in the world of podcasting. Uh, we appreciate the support. Now, we are on Patreon. It's fightstories.com or patreon.com slash fight stories. And uh, when you when you sign up, we're going to send you a whole ton of shit, including sweaters and comedy albums, t-shirts, not sweaters, and comedy albums and, and lots of other goodies in addition to our, our, our affection. So thank you guys for doing that. Follow us, comment, share, subscribe, all that good shit. We love making them. Hope you guys enjoy listening to them.